Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu, wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyat a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lah, wa man yudlil fala hadiya lah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد Your job as a Muslim on this earth in is to attain and amass as many hasanat as many good deeds as you can Seeking it through the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. Seeking the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. Seeking the paradise of Allah Azza wa Jal. And just as important as it is to amass and attain hasanat, it's just as important. It's just as important that you preserve these hasanat. That you preserve them from being lost, being wiped away, or being transferred to another account. I mentioned this as an introduction to the theme that we continue coming up to Ramadan. Purifying before adorning, purifying your soul, purifying your heart, purifying your mind and your actions from evil before you adorn yourself in piety and worship during the month of Ramadan. This should be the case all year round where you're always purifying as you are 
adorning yourself with hasanat, as you are adorning yourself with good deeds. But it's ever more important coming up to Ramadan. Why? Because we want to benefit from Ramadan. We want Ramadan to be meaningful. We want to maximize the goodness of Ramadan this year. So we purify and cleanse ourselves from evil and sin. And that's what we've been talking about. The first week we spoke about sin and repenting from it in general. And last week we spoke about purifying the heart from hatred and envy and turning to forgiveness and uh, forgiving others and showing mercy towards others. This week, this week, we want to talk about purifying ourselves from oppression. Purifying ourselves from from oppression, harming others, harming others, and harming others, whether by way of speech or action. Now sins are on different levels. You have sins that are not forgivable, like that of shirk. You come on the day of judgment, associating partners with Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah says, "Inna Allah la yaghfiru ayyushraka bih, wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha." Sin of shirk is non-forgivable. Period. No matter how good you are, if you come on the day of judgment associating partners with Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah will not forgive this. Then you have the sin, the evil soul, the weakness, looking at haram. Saying haram, doing haram. This sin or this type of sin is forgivable by way of repentance. You looked at haram, you repent to Allah, Allah forgives. You done a certain sin between you and Allah, you feel guilty, you repent, Allah forgives. And Allah is the most forgiving. Then there is a sin that even if you repent from, it is held. Your repentance is withheld until it is dealt with in this world. And if you don't deal with it, then it's punishable in the hereafter. And this sin is the sin of violating others' rights, of harming them and committing injustices towards them. So if you repent from such sin, your repentance is withheld until you return the rights that have been violated. Until you lift the oppression that you have oppressed others with. This sin is so grave that it must be in all our discussions, all our khutab, all our reminders and lessons. We should be mentioning this because of how dangerous it is. And now we mention it and we give it a special khutbah because, again, of the closeness towards Ramadan that we are experiencing. So we're getting closer to Ramadan, a reminder specifically for such sin. Lift the oppression of those that you have oppressed. Uh, have oppressed. Return the rights of those that you have violated. Return the rights of those that you have violated either by speech or by action. Because Allah Azza wa Jal does not take such sin lightly. Allah Azza wa Jal does not take such sin lightly. So don't be happy during Ramadan, that you're fasting, thinking that your sin is going to be forgiven, and you have oppressed someone, and you have violated the rights of someone. 
Don't think it will pass. Don't think it will pass by giving in charity whilst you have violated someone's financial rights. Don't think that because it's gone, I'll just give in charity and it's good. That's it. Let's call it square. Let's call it even. Don't think you can fool Allah Azza wa Jal by the way you present yourself, the way you look, grow a beard, you wear a abaya, you show people that you're humble, but you've oppressed people by speech and action. Don't think you can fool Allah. You can fool the people. They may not know who you are. They may not know what you have done. However, Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah Azza wa Jal knows. Allah Azza wa Jal knows and does not forget. So be cautious. And be wary of oppression in all its kinds. This sin, this evil, if you do not, if you do not repent from it in this world, then the grave punishment of it in the hereafter is ever so scary. It begins by you losing your hasanat, all your hard work. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was sitting with his companions and he asked them a question. Now, just immerse yourself and imagine that the Prophet is before you and asking you this question. Atadruna man al-muflis? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked his companions, do you know who the bankrupt is? So, who's the bankrupt? What's the first thing that comes to mind? You're human, they're human. What do they think of? What do you think of? When we talk about bankruptcy, we usually talk about it in the context of materialism. Money, assets, jewelry. This person had a million dollars, lost everything. He's bankrupt. He had a very successful business. It, few, a few uh, months or a few years of, of bad uh, sales. Lost his business. He's bankrupt. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And that's the first thing that came to mind to the companions. The first thing that came to mind when the Prophet ﷺ asked them, they thought of the one that has no assets, assets, no wealth. And so they replied with such. He said, أَتَدْرُونَ مَنِ الْمُفْلِسِ So they said, الْمُفْلِسِ فِينَا مَنْ لَا دِرْهَمَ لَهُ وَلَا مَتَاعَ The one that has no money, no assets, and so on and so forth. However, the Prophet ﷺ wanted to turn the attention in another, in another direction. He said to them, إِنَّ الْمُفْلِسَ مِنْ أُمَّتِي This is the first thing. إِنَّ الْمُفْلِسَ مِنْ أُمَّتِي The bankrupt from my nation. Not from the nation of the disbelievers or the nations before us or the nations after us. From the nation of the Prophet ﷺ. This person that the Prophet is talking about says, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Inna al-muflisa min ummati yati yawm al-qiyamah bi salat. He comes on the day of judgment with prayer. He comes on the day of judgment with salat, wa siyam, wa zakat. He comes on the day of judgment and this person prays and this person fasts and this person gives in charity. So this person, you can imagine in Ramadan coming up. He prayed the night. Obviously, he's praying his five prayers. But he prayed the night, the extra prayers, the taraweeh and the night prayer at home and so on and so forth. And he gave in zakat. He gave his 2.5% that is due upon him. And he gave in extra charity. And he fasted the days of Ramadan. 
I'm faster the days coming up to Ramadan. So he comes on the day of judgment with these good deeds. However, وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا وَقَذَفَ هَذَا وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا وَسَفَكَ دَمَ هَذَا وَضَرَبَ هَذَا He comes on the day of judgment. He oppressed this person, spoke about that person in a wrong way, insulted that person, hit that person, took this person's financial rights. Oppressions that you can think of. Violations towards other people, sin towards other people. That comes to mind, whatever it may be. Yeah, how is he the bankrupt? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, his deeds, his good deeds, that he done very hard work to attain, will be taken from him according to his oppression and will be given to the oppressed. And none keep on doing so until he runs out of hasanat. But he hasn't finished. So what then? The sins of the oppressed, those that he oppressed, will be taken and given to him and he will bear their load. And then he'll be thrown into Jahannam. This is a detailed description of the one that is bankrupt, truly. He came on the day of judgment with oppression, with violations towards others. They didn't go unannounced, unattended to. The Prophet ﷺ told us, as we will come to know, that every violation will be attended to and will be put in the scale. So one must fear oppression. One must fear oppression and the severity of oppression. This person will come doomed on the day of judgment, carrying this oppression, thinking that it has passed. But oh, if he knew that he will stand before Allah Azza wa Jal with all his good deeds and he will not be allowed to progress until the oppressions have been taken care of. And there will be the people that he has oppressed calling out to Allah Azza wa Jal, your servant has wronged me. Your servant has wronged me. So Allah Azza wa Jal will command a race from his hasanat. Erased from his good deeds And this will happen until this person Runs out of good deeds Anyone that believes in the Akhirah Anyone that believes in Allah And the day of judgment And the fears that his good deeds Might be nullified Void or transferred to other people Will take heed And be cautious That he falls into oppression Of others Aisha radiyallahu anha narrates to us that a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he has slaves. And now we don't have slaves, but we have people that we work with. So for the one that has a business and he has workers or he has contractors and he deals with other people, listen up, because this might be relevant to you. He came to him and he has slaves. He said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I have slaves who lie to me, who betray me and disobey me. So I insult them and I beat them up. Where am I from them? Where am I from them? Meaning, do they have a right against me? Do I have a right against them? What's the case? They disobey me, they, they, they lie to me, they betray me. What's the situation? The Prophet ﷺ said the count 
of their betrayal, their disobedience and lies to you will be matched against your punishment to them. So the amount of punishment you give them will be weighed against the amount of betrayal and lying and, and so on and so forth by them. If they're equal, then nothing's on you and nothing's against you. If you are betrayed more than you punish them, then the scale is for you. But if you punish them, you insult them, and you beat them more than that right that they have taken from you, then the scale will be tipped against you. This man started to cry out of fear. Fear that what he has done may be used against him on the day of judgment. Surprised and amazed, the Prophet ﷺ told him, Have you not heard the verse of Allah Azza wa Jal? وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Allah Azza wa Jal is just. And there is no justice like that of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the scales that your deeds will be weighed on are the scales of justice. There is no difference between male or female, rich or poor, white or black, young or old. وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا So no soul will be treated unjustly. Wallah, I am the son of a rich man, I can buy my way out. I'm the son of a, of a person with status, I can talk my way out. I know how to stand before a judge and lie and, 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 and present a case to benefit me so I can get my way out. ونضع الموازين القسط ليوم القيامة فلا تظلم نفس شيئا وإن كان مثقال حبة من خردل أتينا بها وكفى بنا حاسبين This scale of justice even if it was the, the weight or the size or the scale of a mustard seed it will be weighed and brought forth So don't think that you will pass the scale before everything is weighed for you and against you. Beware and be aware that on the day of judgment, the currency is only hasanat and sayyat. So if you oppress someone in this world, take their money. Let's say, for example, you take their money. They're not going to come on the day of judgment asking for money. If you insult someone with speech, they're not going to come on the day of judgment Asking to insult you with speech If you physically harm someone You violate someone's right physically Don't think they're going to come on the day of judgment Asking to physically get their right There's only hasanat and sayyat And you will not progress You will not progress until everything you deserve is given to you And everything against you is taken away from you So your hasanat will be weighed, and your sayyat will be weighed according to your deeds. Not only your good deeds, but also your bad deeds. If people have rights, then you will bear that load, and you will not progress until they have been given their justice and their right. This highlights to us and shows us the importance of giving people their right. And the severity of oppressing others. 
it shows us what the rights of people what the rights of people are before Allah Azza wa Jal and how they are not taken lightly no matter who you are where you come from or what your status is if you have oppressed then return the oppression to its people if you have wronged then fix your wrong with a right whilst you can before there is no wealth before the only currency is hasanat and sayyat aqulu ma tasma'un wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu fa yafawza almustaghfirin alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa la udwana illa ala man zalama wa bagha wa salatu wa salamu ala al mab'uth al mustafa salawatu rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم His warning and advising his ummah اتقوا الظلم إياكم والظلم إياكم والظلم Beware of oppression فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْزُمُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَيَقُولُ For Allah Azza wa Jal will say before all of creation on the day of judgment وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي He will make an oath by his might and his glory. Allah Azza wa Jal will make an oath before all of his creation on the day of judgment وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي لا يجاوزني اليوم ظلم that today oppression shall not pass me no oppression will pass Allah Azza wa Jal you can pass the creation of Allah but you cannot pass the creator you can argue your way out you can act your way out you can buy your way out you can harm your way out but before Allah Azza wa Jal where can you go before Allah Azza wa Jal where can you go? Now, you're a Muslim. And bi'ithnillah, we're all Muslims that live a life of Islam and die the death of Islam and are resurrected the resurrection of Islam. The promise is that the Muslim will enter paradise bi'ithnillah azza wa jal. Only that if you have oppressed, if you have wronged, then you will not progress to paradise until that oppression has been lifted and that wrong has been mended. The Prophet says, That it is not permissible for anyone or for anyone from the people of paradise. Who are these people? The people of paradise, not the people of Jahannam. It is not permissible for the people of paradise or it is not lawful for anyone from the people of paradise. It is not permissible for you to enter paradise if you are from the inhabitants of paradise and he has wronged someone with an oppression. Don't take it lightly. Don't take oppression of others lightly. If you're smarter than them, if you're richer than them, 
if you are physically stronger than them or socially uh, more presentable than them or have more power than them means nothing before Allah Azza wa Jal. All are equal before Allah. And oppression is unacceptable. It is something that Allah has made unlawful upon Himself and upon His creation. So do not oppress each other. And on this note, I must mention that the most important, the most, the most important rights that must be given and are due in this world are the rights of Allah Azza wa Jalla upon you. That of commands and prohibitions. With a special mention, with a special mention to the right of Allah Azza wa Jal upon you with your wealth, your zakat, your zakatul mal, your 2.5% that is payable on wealth that is eligible. You must pay this wealth. And I mention this because many people are heedless to the fact that zakat is from the pillars of Islam. And the meaning is like that of the pillars or the structural pillars of a building. Remove one and the, the building will either be structurally unsound or it will collapse altogether. Zakat is one of Allah's rights upon you. And it is payable. So you must pay it. You must produce it before Allah Azza wa Jal. The money that you pay to the tax office, your tax that you pay on your work, or the money that you earn from your work and so on and so forth, is not a substitute for zakat. And your general sadaqah that you pay without the right intention and it being paid to the right category is not zakat. So one must pay attention to such it's only 2.5% of what Allah has given you. Of wealth, that is eligible. Zakat needs a khutbah all in itself. I'm talking about a specific point, and that is the right of Allah Azza wa Jal upon you. Many people are heedless to the fact that zakat is payable. You care? Research. Do I have to pay zakat? Am I eligible? On what wealth do I pay? This is upon you. Maybe insha'Allah bi'idhnillah Allah gives us life We can give a khutbah specific about zakat But pay your zakat Pay your zakat For it is a right upon Allah Azza wa Or it is Allah's right upon you And it is from the five pillars of Islam Like Like You take heed to your prayer You pray five times a day In the times that Allah has made uh, Has ordained So you go do your wudu you prepare your time, you, you make sure you face the Qibla, and you do all, everything you have to do, and you take heed to that. Religiously. Like your Salat, and like your Siyam, you religiously attend, to, then attend to your Zakat, just as religiously. For this is the right of Allah upon you. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to give the due rights to its people. And I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to worship him a dutiful worship. And I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to repent a dutiful repentance. And I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to witness this Ramadan and many Ramadans to come in piety 
and in worship. Innahu waliyu thalika wal qadiru alayh. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama sallayta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Wa barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama barakta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma gfir lil mu'minina wal mu'minat. Al ahyai minhum wal amwat. بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم ابر لهذه الأمة أمر رشد يعز فيه أهل طاعتك ويذل فيه أهل معصيتك ويؤمر فيه بالمعروف وينهى فيه عن المنكر يا أكرم الأكرمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين ربنا عليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وإليك المصير وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة